0: hello uh welcome to our podcast horror stories i'm your host kelly i'm here with my fantastic co-host sasha powers sasha woo! hello and we have a special guest tonight our friend danny kills danny thank you so much welcome thank you We are so excited to have you on the podcast. I just appreciate it so much. And, um, you know, in the beginning here, it's going to get just a little procedural while we get a little background information before we get into the interview. But um, we like to have a good time on the show and uh, are just ready to have some fun with you, my friend. So can you start us off by... Uh, Letting us know what your pronouns are.
1: Yeah, my pronouns are she, her, they, them.
0: Great. And your age?
1: 34.
0: And your sexual orientation? Bisexual. And um, what part of the country uh, do you live in if you want to share it? If you don't, that's cool.
1: I live in the Kansas City area.
0: Okay. And what part of the country did you grow up?
1: I grew up in Southern Missouri in like Hicksville, USA, essentially.
0: Okay. We have had other guests also from Hicksville, USA as well. And, uh, you know, not always super easy to be, uh, I don't know, or more open-minded. But um, i glad you made it. Hopefully your experience was a good one. We, we can get to that. Uh, (laughs) um what is your relationship status
1: uh my relationship status is taken but open i'm in a polyamorous relationship
0: okay oh okay well very very good my 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 head is already like racing open (laughs) yes me too (laughs) me too i love it i love it and i'm already um uh just wondering all kinds of questions to ask you is what I'm trying to say. I'm having a hard time articulating myself, but, um, going back to where you grew up and kind of like, how old were you when you sort of, um, figured out that you might be bisexual and what was your coming out story like?
1: Poof. um, It was one of those things, whenever I was growing up, I would see like girls in movies or different things and I'm like, oh my gosh, I want to be them. And then as I got older, I was like, oh no, I don't necessarily want to be them. I find them attractive or I want to get in their pants. And then I'm like, oh, okay, Mm -hmm. that's a, that's a different feeling. So. I was talking to one of my friends and he was like, you know, you're bi, right? And I was like, no, I'm not. He's like, no, no, you definitely <laughs> are. I was like, oh, okay. Because he was like one of the only gay males in the town that was out amongst anyone. Um, and he was a really good friend, still is. And he was like, no, no, you're totally bi. And I was like, oh, well, this is interesting. Okay. I don't, I don't know how to feel. Um, and I'm out to most of my friends. I didn't really have a necessarily like coming out story other than him realizing my identity whenever I was still struggling to figure it out. Um, but I'm not out to my family. Um, like I said, Hicksville, uh, highly religious and not, uh, some of them would be fine. I think some of my family, not super tolerant of anything alternative. Mm -hmm.
0: Right. And it's nice to live in another place so that you can conduct your life as you wish and um, uh, control that narrative yourself. Um, oh, yeah. hundred percent. Thank you. Totally. Totally. And um, what uh, how old were you when you said this happened where your friend was like, "Uh, uh I
1: was I was probably 19 or 20.
0: Okay, okay. God, and I wish so-
2: somebody clocked me like that, just told me <laughs> outright. Like you're by, duh.
1: <laughs> yeah, because we were we were talking, like we were like just walking around, and I was like, you know, and I was talking about my friend, and uh, my friend was a female, and he's like, You have a crush on her, and I was like, No, no, I don't have a crush on B. And he's like, Yeah, you totally do. And I was like, Oh well shit I guess you're right
2: <laughs> I, you know what I, I totally
1: relate to that situation
2: I also used to look at movies of women and be like oh I want to be them and then I realized like why am I like fixated on this one woman and I'm looking at all of her Instagram photos and I'm looking at mm-hmm. every single thing that she's in and every outfit she's in and I'm like oh I'm just attracted to her <laughs>
0: Yep. (laughs) Why is that not so
2: easy to comprehend at that age? I don't know.
0: Yeah. I remember having that kind of experience um, looking at, because back in my day, it was all about the playboys and the penthouse Uh magazines and the hustlers. If you got an extra dirty dad that you were babysitting for and you could go through all of this shit until you found (laughs) the dirty magazines. So, Anyway, it's hilarious to me looking back that, uh, yeah, same. Like, I'm looking at these women thinking, wow. And it's like I'm attracted to men and boys. uh, You know, when I'm 13, 14, I'm attracted to 13, 14-year-old boys. But I'm also attracted to these women that I'm seeing in these magazines. And you just putting two and two together yeah, same, same, Sasha. I wish somebody had clocked me at nineteen or twenty. That would have made my life so much easier. You're th- just call that a blessing.
1: <laughs> I know. I was like, there's a reason that he is still my bestie. Like he still calls yeah. me on shit.
0: That's great. Yes, yes, yes. So, in terms of the uh, polyamory, how old were you? Set? Sa- would you say when you sort of? had inklings that you maybe had the capability for that that you were polyamorous that you could be attracted or love or have crushes on more than one person it wasn't like a pie how when did you discover that
1: it's one of those things that i always struggled with it um because in relationships whenever i was younger You know, I was taught you need to be monogamous. You need to be with one person. And if you're having feelings for someone else, it's wrong. And like, even especially whenever I started college, like I would find like two or three people attractive at once. And I'm like, oh, I have to choose. This sucks. I don't want to choose. And I had a couple that I had known probably since I was a teenager, um, kind of family friends. And the husband approached me and he's like, hey, um, would you be interested in going on a date with me? And I was like, dude, you're married. What are you talking about? And he's like, no, no, no. My wife's going to be there too. And I was like, oh, mm. um, I don't know. And I was probably 22 at the time. Mhm.
0: And how old were they?
1: Uh, they were in their mid 30s.
0: Okay, cool. And how did you feel about like, so you were like, Oh, okay. But how, how did you, yeah. How did you feel about that? How did you process it? Cause that's yeah. such an interesting way to lay to roll it out.
1: Oh, it totally is because you know, it's kind of, it almost gives you that like titillating feeling of like, Ooh, it's taboo. Like I shouldn't be doing this, but they said it's okay. So like, what is this newfound thing? And so like, I turned them down because I was so unsure. Um, Mm -hmm. But then, honestly, by the time I was like 24, I was in a polyamorous relationship and they came back into my life and I was like, yeah, I would love to go on a date with you guys. Like if you're still interested at all and they're like, yeah, let's do this. (laughs) wow so yeah no, it, was, <laughs> it was it was one of those like kind of serendipitous things that everything just like fell in line and i don't know uh, alcohol and uh, some fun games and you know no going back mm-hmm. the how, timing. Did,
2: how did your first polyamorous relationship come about like did you start as like just one partner and then it grew into multiple partners or did you start dating a couple like that or
1: um the first time I was dating um I was dating a male and then I became really close with one of my friends that was a girl and I don't think I realized that her and I were dating for probably the first like three months of our relationship I just thought we were really great friends that kiss sometimes (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I was like, oh, oh, hey. <laughs> um, and it just it just kind of grew organically. And then, I don't know, it's, everybody's experience is different and how people navigate polyamory is different for every person, um, every couple, every tryout, every anything. And so mine were just kind of organic and happenstance and like weird serendipitous things. And it's not, I don't know, like in the past few years, it's been more of telling people. um, But before that, it was just kind of happened. I don't know. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, I can relate to the, the strange kind of rollout where it's the the way that guy, uh, hey, you want to go on a date? Oh, my, by the way, yes, my wife's going to be there, too, kind of thing. Um, when I was 27, I had a man, I was friends with a couple, and the man called me and... um told me, my wife is in love with you. And I said, Oh, I love her too. Tell her to call me when she gets home from work. And he (laughs) said, no, like she's like in love with you. And I, that was honestly at 27. That was the first time I was just like, Oh you know, like that's why, yeah, Sa- Sasha, I just really related when you said getting clocked a little earlier. <laughs> so, yeah, it, and a, yeah, and and I mean, I could have done totally without him through the entire thing. Uh, and it went south for a myriad of reasons, but um, it was definitely uh, something that was very interesting. One of those buy the ticket, get on the ride kind of thing. And I, you know, definitely learned so so much about it but um so so you were you were also young obviously when you discovered that you were polyamorous do you are you like in the situation that you're in now are you what are the how many people are there and what are the pronouns of your partners if you're okay to share with that
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, I talked to my partners before doing the podcast and was like, Hey, here's some of the questions uh, that might be asked. Like, are you cool with me doing this? Um, I won't mention your names or anything. They're like, yeah, that's totally fine. So, um, great. Yeah. So I was, I was happy to have their blessing, I guess. Um, but one of my partners, and it's
0: that communication. Exactly.
1: Communication is key. A hundred percent
0: and consent
1: Mm -hmm. yes um but one of my partner's pronouns are she they and uh no she her sorry and then my other partner is uh he him
0: very cool and how did it start was this one um were one of you a couple and then you took on a third or did y'all tell us about this meetup
1: yeah so this one um Wild ride. Okay. So, um, my male partner and I met online and I was dating two other people at the time. Um, and we started talking, went on a date, hit it off and started having a romantic relationship. And then his spouse Um, who is now my other partner um, was actually starting to date one of my current partners at the time. And we didn't know it until um, I'm trying to, I don't want to like name them. So I'm trying to think of like a letter. So Q Uh, was like, Hey, so Jay said that you might be talking to her husband. And I was like, what are you talking about? And, uh, Q was like, yeah, Jay, um, put it together. And whenever I told them about a movie we were going to see and found out that I was dating her husband and she was dating my boyfriend. That and
2: so you guys have the same
1: <laughs> things <that>, clearly. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so that's kind of how it started. And then um, I no longer date Q. So I am dating J and S. We'll go with S. S is a good letter. <laughs> is J um,
2: still dating Q? No. Oh, okay. So nobody's
1: saying Q anymore. No, Q's out. Like (laughs) Q's still a great friend and I talk to him a lot, um, but not, not
0: there anymore. How long have you been in this relationship?
1: Um, Almost a year in this one.
0: And what are the living arrangements?
1: Uh, We all live together currently, Um, they live separately. And then we all moved in together um, about
0: six months ago. Wow. Wow, that is so cool. Uh, Can you talk to us about, like, boundaries and rules? Like, is it okay for everyone to be sexual with anyone like without the other one there or is everybody um does everyone have a sexual relationship can you talk to us a little bit about what that looks like
1: um yeah so sometimes we have things where all three of us are together um sometimes we have one-on-one in any configuration i guess um and then jay currently has two other partners but they are separate from S and I.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Is and, it hard to sort of? Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh,
1: I was just going to say like with boundaries, just with any healthy relationship, yes. like um, each person has their own boundaries, whether physically or mentally. And you have to make sure that you really set those and you're clear about them. And if there's a miscommunication, that's something you have to talk about immediately because if you think you can have hurt feelings with one person in a relationship if you add other people like it can turn really bad really quickly just because of one misinterpreted text or one thing where they didn't set a boundary and you didn't know that that was a thing or vice versa and so like setting boundaries and rules and they're different for everyone Um, some couples have super strict rules others don't have a whole lot, but they know each other's boundaries and they kind of work within those parameters.
0: Sure. Sure. So, so for instance, um, if you were to, let's say meet somebody, like you said, taken, but open. So if you were to meet someone then outside of the relationship, then this is something that you would let them know and discuss with them. And do you have rules around, uh, safe sex and are you fluid bonded with these people do you mind me asking um
1: fluid bonded i don't know that term
0: it's like it's like if you're just like if you're in um well actually and i i maybe um because of the fact that you've got Jay, who's got some other partners and things, sometimes it gets, uh, if you're in a fluid bonded relationship, you've gotten tested with those particular people and everybody knows everybody's status. And, you know, then you can um, wait a certain amount of time after you're tested a few weeks or whatever to safely, if you wanted to have unprotected sex, you could do it. Um, and 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 feel comfortable that you know everybody's status in that situation or do you like one of the first questions for example when i'm going to hook up with with someone is like what are your like what like do you wear condoms during oral do you wear condoms during penetrative sex do you what's your hsv hpv um, whatever status kind of thing and have those conversations up front. Like how do you navigate that? Especially when you might, when it's kind of open and, and, you know, you're communicating with other people too. Do you talk expressly about that?
1: Yeah, a hundred percent. Um, we're all fluid bonded. Sounds weird to say, but yeah, like the three of us, has all been tested and like um she's gonna scientific. go back to her partners and be
0: like guess what you guys we're, we're fluid bonded. bonded we're fluid bonded baby they're gonna be
1: like what do we have to prick our thumbs do we slit our palms and hold hands like what's happening um is, is it a spit
0: and a pinky and a pinky shake like
1: i mean sometimes no. um <laughs> But no, no, uh, the three of us are fluid bonded. We've all been tested. Um, And then Jay does have other partners, but they are not sexual partners. Cool.
0: Um,
1: But anytime someone starts dating someone new, like those are immediate conversations. If we think something physical is going to happen with that person it's okay. You know, have you, when was the last time you were tested? What did you test positive for? What did you test negative for? What are your do's and don'ts? Like, that's just part of setting boundaries.
0: You're so right. It's just, you're so right. I, it's very normalized in a lot of circles, but I have talked about um, like communities in Kansas city that I've been a part of that are more kind of swingery, which is um, very different. a very different, very different kind of weird offshoot and being with people that didn't really have the conversations, didn't care about, you know, they would look at you crazy if you asked them the last time they were tested kind of thing. So, yeah, it's um, not not any kind of group that I would recommend being a part of just uh, <laughs> in that way. It's kind of uh, wild, but. So, yeah, just totally normalized. It's part of the consent thing, as you said, and setting boundaries. So, yes, indeed. Now, you mentioned earlier, Danny, that it's difficult to navigate a conflict in a relationship with one other person, let alone two. Can you give us an example of a time that you had a conflict and sort of how you navigated it?
1: Who um yeah i feel like i don't know it depends on like what kind of level of conflict um because even just in day-to-day life like all of us have um kind of spicy brains in one way or another and so sometimes there'll be a day where it's like don't touch me don't touch me i don't want to be touched i feel crowded and if you don't set that boundary then another partner doesn't know and someone goes in to hug somebody And then you have someone screaming at someone else and you're in the other room going, what is happening? So then you have to come in because you care about both of them. And you're like, why are you screaming? Okay, you didn't set that boundary, but still not cool. Okay, you, take a breath. They're not mad at you. They just need space. So
2: you can be like the mediator within your own conflicts.
0: Yeah, and this sounds like a good This sounds like...
2: (laughs) like a in-house therapist
0: almost, <laughs> in a lot of ways. An emotionally like mature utopia. Yeah.
1: Uh, I mean, it's and you know, sometimes, I mean, it doesn't always end like that. Sometimes it ends with three people screaming at each other and everybody goes to separate rooms and, like, takes a minute, take a breath, and then come back and be like, okay, this is why I was pissed. Okay, why were you pissed? Okay, here we go. <laughs> yes. Do
0: you feel
2: as though, like, if one uh let's just focus on this triad uh, that you guys have like if um two of the partners are having some sort of conflict or you know a little bit of offness does it have like a ripple effect into the other connections do you feel, feel like that or is it pretty separated
1: both um Because it turns into one of those things like, okay, everybody's an adult, they can take care of themselves, they can make their own decisions. But at the same time, I am a fixer personality. And if something's wrong, I I need it to be better. I need to fix it. I need to problem solve. And um, so sometimes if I can tell something's off, then it makes me feel off. It makes me feel like I need to fix it, even though I don't. And then other times... I'm like, okay, that's you guys' thing. You need to sit and talk it out at some point, but we're cool. So I'm going to be over here.
0: Right. Yeah, that would be a very interesting, um, you just really have to get to know everybody, right. To kind of figure out where to, you know, push and pull on that and who needs what. And, um, yeah that's a lot of navigating and good for you for um for being able to be open and communicative to make it work because you'd have to right
1: oh you have to yeah if you don't communicate things break down like very quickly
0: yeah yeah but uh very cool um that you guys are so communicative. So, what has surprised you most about polyamory? Like, is mm-hmm. there some kind of like Sasha was just joking about, like an in-house therapist, which I'm sure changes between the people, right? Not it, one <laughs> role, but <probably laughs> yeah, different people need different things, mm-hmm. so and it kind of oscillates. You the Most,
1: um, yes,
0: right, right.
1: <laughs> uh, the thing that has surprised <laughs> me the most is probably the level of relationship you can have with someone whenever you also have a strong relationship with someone else and that there's different, there's different types of, I mean, we all know there's different types of relationships, but like you can have a romantic relationship with more than one person and have very different feelings toward each of those people but it doesn't take away anything from any of the other relationships because they're separate you're getting something from one partner that another partner might not necessarily give you and that's totally cool and if you have two partners or three partners that give you all the same thing even better but it's very fulfilling I guess is um something that I didn't really know whenever I started into this I was just like oh I don't have to choose cool and then I was like oh no this is actually like makes me happy and like makes my brain happy.
2: I like what you said about like the the relationships that you have with each partner doesn't take away from the other because I think that a common misconception that people have about polyamory is like if there's something missing within your relationship that you can just like pursue another relationship to like fill it but it's definitely not like that's the you're not going to solve the problem within your relationship by having a whole other relationship like you you're not taking or giving anything they're all separated I think and you feel very differently at least that's how it
1: yeah because if you have a problem with your current relationship, starting another one isn't going to solve that problem. It's probably going to make it worse.
0: Right. right. Um, I'm here to say from experience, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, if you've got, if your shit's already going south, if you've got somebody that likes to use people as a weapon, if, you, if you've got... Somebody you make an agreement with that says, if we don't want to do this anymore, we can back out at any time. And you say, I want to back out. I want to back out. I want to back out. And they're like, this is just where we are now. Uh, you're you're fucked. Like it's gone too far down the road. Yeah. And you've got somebody that doesn't give a fuck about boundaries. And uh, and then the problems that just makes it that much Worse and um, becomes uh, people get used. It's like there's a competition. um, It just can lead to all kinds of really, really toxic, bad behavior. Stalking. So anyway, I definitely. uh, Yeah. So so let's go. Let's talk to that, Danny, then. So the, the relationship that you are in, like, obviously, there's a great level of emotional maturity amongst the people in it where you're not using people as weapons or, and I'm not saying everybody's perfect all the time and everybody gets along great and we don't all do some passive aggressive shit. I'm not talking about y'all. I'm talking about sometimes (laughs) I can do it. You know what I mean? Where it's like, uh, whatever. And come on, everybody gets a little jealous. Oh, Um, definitely. And yeah. Yeah. So how do you, yeah. How do you deal with that?
1: So with jealousy, it's another emotion that you have to communicate. And like, a lot of people say jealousy isn't healthy jealousy is bad but like it is human nature to feel jealous and even if it's not out of possessiveness like even if it's out of feeling left out or something like that communicate with your partner and or partners and tell them i don't know like just just tell them like let them know that you're feeling jealous and you whether you know why you can tell them why and if you don't know why, just be like, hey, I'm feeling really fucking jealous. I don't know why. Um, help.
2: I mean, I think that's like, uh, like it's often the criticism of polyamory is just like jealousy, but it's the, jealousy is going to be present in any situation with two human beings. Like you can be in a monogamous relationship and you're still going to experience jealousy. It might look a little different. But you're still going to experience it. So I just hate that criticism where it's like, Oh, well the problem is this dynamic and it creates this emotion when no, it's just human nature. <laughs> we have to learn how to deal with human emotions in human relationships.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I totally, I really, um, there, and what you were saying, Danny, about it being like a healthy aspect, um, I definitely, it's interesting how it is a dynamic that can help you learn a little bit more about yourself and what you want. Um, For example, with me, if I were to be in a healthy polyamorous relationship, um, if I started to feel some jealousy and was able to investigate it in my situation with my love languages being praise and affirmation, physical touch, um, Uh, quality time if i see a partner doing those things in excess and i feel with with someone else or like in a like i feel like i'm being a little slighted or not getting what i need at that time and i'm seeing that other person like that might spark a little bit of those feelings in me but if i'm in a healthy situation like you said danny You can just talk to the person. You can say, this is why I feel this way. And then when everyone respects everyone else, they're going to say, what can I do? Okay, let's set, let's set. I know these things are important to you. What would make you feel better? Let's go do those things because sometimes, at least I'm speaking for myself, I need a little validation in the areas that I talked about to get myself back on track and sort of get back in that flow with the group again. Do you like, do you have some go to remedies that you do when you're feeling kind of like a little? Uh, like things are a little out of sorts. Um,
1: yeah, the first thing I do is, um, something that is a constant thing I'm working on is I take a step back and I think about it and say, okay, is this something that they are doing that is causing me this, or is this something inside my brain that I am misconstruing what is happening? and oh, that's such a good point because i have a lot of anxiety and depression and different things and so trying to navigate my own feelings and like okay you know am, am i overreacting to this or is this a valid concern and that's my first step and if mm-hmm. the answer is i don't know then i'll go to my partner and i'm like hey this is how i'm feeling i don't know if i'm overreacting right now or if this is something that we can work through together if this is something i need to work through in my own head and i am very thankful and super fortunate that i have partners that understand that and that i have that full trust with that i can have those conversations and i can rely on them to tell me the truth and be like okay this is in your head or okay you know i see how you thought that. I'm sorry. I understand. Let's try this going forward.
0: Wow. Yeah. Because everybody's got the best of intentions for everyone else. <clears throat> it's just ironing out the miscommunications, which as human beings are everywhere all the time. So often. And you made such a great point, Danny, when you said, Is it something really valid or um, not, not that, no, not that it's not that's the wrong word, but is it really happening or are we kind of like misconstruing something? And I know I speak for myself when sometimes that misconstruing can happen and you spin it out and this story becomes this big thing and takes on a life and it really didn't have to. I love that you've got the kind of partners that you, you can talk about that. That is really, really cool.
1: Yeah, I I'm very fortunate. My my partners are a couple of my best
0: friends. Yeah, that is uh that's really cool. I'm very happy for you. Thank you. Awesome. Um you mentioned uh or I thought did I did you say something at one point about an OnlyFans? Do you have an OnlyFans oh, account? Yeah,
1: yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Um, can you talk to us about what's on there and who's shooting you and what your content's like?
1: Yeah. Um, so most of my content is shot by me. Um, sometimes it's selfies. Other times it's, um, I have a ring light that has a Bluetooth remote that hooks up to my phone where I can position things and take photos on my own. Um, most of my content is solo and it's a lot of lewds, um, on the main page. And then I have pay-per-view messages where you can get full nudes. Mm -hmm.
0: Um, very cool.
1: Yeah.
2: That's just like
1: not nudity, just like sexy photos. Pretty much. Yeah. A lot of it's just like sexy photos. And then, um, I'll have like, pay-per-view and it's like pay five bucks and you get to see what was underneath that outfit or something like that
2: and know. you like that. you actually do all of the messaging yourself you don't have anybody help you with
1: that yeah yeah <laughs> I, I do it all myself yeah. so um i feel like that almost adds uh, not necessarily like a girlfriend experience but it gives that extra level of feeling personal and like I'm the one that's actually talking to you like the face that you see here and like that body like that's me like those actions or things that I was doing and now I'm here talking to you about it
0: yeah very nice yeah that's really cool and I like that you do that That that's just something that you do kind of by yourself for yourself
1: yeah right? yeah like sometimes my partners will make uh special guest appearances um but that's uh premium content on my channel because it's not something that <laughs> that we do um. often
2: <laughs> that's the top tier subscription you guys. yeah
0: yes uh, <laughs> yes, and and I don't want to put you on the spot about sharing, but um, if you want to, um, you know, uh, you can call it out, or we can put it in the show notes, whatever. If you want to yeah, talk about it, or plug your if not at all, yes. Oh, exactly. yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Whatever. No, it's a uh, Danny Girl Kills is the handle. Um, Danny with one eye, D A N I, D-A-N-I. and girl is just okay, spelled everybody. normal.
0: <laughs> Danny girls kill Danny girl what would you say again,
1: please? <laughs> Danny girl kills
0: thank you oh my god what's wrong with me tonight and I if I say cool one more fucking time <laughs> I am so I do I just think you're such a fly fly person Danny um, and we're so happy to have you on here are you having a good time I'm having a blast
1: I am having fun I'm yeah.
0: okay. I I look
1: little worried about my phone battery, but other than that, I'm good.
0: Oh, oh, do you? Oh, and I'm like, shit. Like you can't plug that into what I've got over there. Sorry about that. Oh, no worries. Okay. Um, is uh, is do you mind sharing? Is anybody? Would you? I know this is a loaded kind of crazy word, kinky. Is anybody kinky?
1: Yeah. Yeah. All of us are.
0: Uh,
2: do. you? <laughs>
1: Just just like put a big check mark and just check it off. And uh one of those.
2: Like heaven.
0: (laughs) Yes. You're converting me. Can you talk to us about what everybody's into?
1: Um, yeah. So um let's see, Jay is a little bit more of a masochist. Um she is really into like wax play and pain um and uh just like different she's a hundred percent like a little and a sub um there's not a dominant bone in that girl's body (laughs) (laughs) um and then s and i are actually both switches um so that makes for some really interesting time between us because it depends on who's feeling like being a top that day or who's in a more dominant mood. Um, But we very much have um, like a daddy dom baby girl dynamic a lot of the time.
0: What does that look like? Can you explain to the listeners what that means?
1: So we don't necessarily go much into the actual age play of it but it's more of him being like in, for us personally, I know it's different for everyone, but it's more of like that protection aspect and that like, I don't, I, I'm gesturing with my hands because like the only way I can place it is like, it makes me feel safe. It's like a permanent hug um, mm-hmm. and it lets me mm. kind of let go of reality a little bit um, and be someone that I'm not usually in public like in public I'm very much a take charge problem solve like type A personality <laughs> type of gal um, mm-hmm. and then with him I don't have to be sometimes and that's really cool uh
0: that's just it just hearing about that makes it sound like a nice warm hug (laughs) and I have nothing to do with it and I mean you know
1: sometimes sometimes it's not a hug sometimes it's him beating the shit out of me but it still gives that same feeling Mm.
0: absolutely you got to be kept in line when you got to be kept in line exactly
1: exactly (laughs) and it goes both ways so that makes it real fun
0: yes oh my god that sounds this sounds like such a fun house <laughs> oh <my laughs> god. i know i'm like when's what? the next dinner party
1: um where y'all? <laughs> <expected> party? <laughs> Um. Thanks.
2: did you have you learned any new kinks from those like from your other partners king so
1: um the yeah like the the like the daddy dom baby girl thing is something that i had started kind of playing around with with a previous partner and i just wasn't super into it um but there was also a significant age gap between the two of us so sometimes it just kind of hit a little different where i was like i don't feel super comfy so i'm good um so that's something that i've definitely explored more in my relationship with s and then um I don't know, with Jay, like, I found out, like, I genuinely like being with girls, like, because it was kind of one of those, like, yeah, I'm bi. I identify as bi. I've dated, like, a couple girls, but we haven't really, like, done anything sexual. And then I'm like, oh, no, I like this. Yeah, 100%. I'm on board.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and to be able to delve into it and realize that um, uh, partners that different partners to kind of figure out who you're getting from what, like you said, it's really fulfilling in its, in, in its entirety. And I think that's really cool too. And there's things that you get from the feminine and the masculine, not that they're, you know, exclusively from the male or female person, but you know what I'm saying? You get everybody's kind of personality dynamics and um, it just sounds fascinating. (laughs) I'm fascinated by it. I love it. Um, What did you, uh, what did you think that you'd never be into that you sort of maybe have tried in your relationship in polyamory that you found out you actually liked? I mean, we talked about the daddy Dom and how you kind of fix the dynamics and that works. Um, Anything else that you can think of that you kind of didn't know if you were going to like? be into um ass play oh you just hit (laughs) sasha and i love buttons if i can speak for if i can speak for my (sighs) co-host
1: no it was it was one of those things i've done it and i'm like i'm like okay it's fine but like i had never had someone actually like eat my ass before and i'm like oh Yes, please. Can we do that again?
0: Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a, it's a special kind of feeling <laughs> that we both enjoy. <laughs>
2: For me, I mean, I don't know. I, I feel like that's like where I feel most dominated. I guess. Yes, life, is hundred percent. So that's where it's like triggers something where I'm like, this is what I'm about right
0: now <laughs> mm. yeah. very nice very nice um how about like um uh, have you ever a lot of times uh you want to branch out and flip it with the man have you ever pegged anybody um eaten any ass yourself
1: I haven't eaten What's ass um I've definitely used toys and like fingers and stuff um but it's actually like on my, it's, it's high up on my list. Like I really want to peg someone like that's
0: like Mm. next goal, I guess. (laughs) Well, we will consider this part one of possible (laughs) two or more episodes with Danny kills then because we will (laughs) want to hear about that. Yes. Oh, nice, nice. So, is that something that you're kind of looking around for, or uh, like, how, um, is it on your short short list horizon, or just a wish list? Sometime it's
1: on a um, list where one of my partners is genuinely interested in it, but we have to physically get them ready for it so we don't hurt them
0: oh right Right. on right on so there's there's a considerable amount of training involved for anyone who doesn't know about ass play there's actually two sphincter muscles one that you can control that you can feel yourself tighten up but there's another one inside of that one that is not and you've just really got to that you can't control it's a reflex situation so you've got to be able to get comfortable and some people require different levels of stimulation and getting ready even if it's just getting ready for some ass play for that time um and then there's training that goes into you know being able to to do it essentially Mm -hmm. so um yeah that's definitely just for those who are not really familiar with it you just don't go yeah shoving stuff in there uh unless you know what that person's kind of levels are so i was at a place one time where There was a pegging demonstration and they had to switch the people who were putting it on because this one of the partners was running late and didn't have time to get her partner ready in the ways that he needs to get ready. And then so they had to switch it over to a couple where, you know, he was just one of those kind of people. I'm sort of the same way that I can just, you know, you can just shove it up there. Okay.
2: Rewind. You went to a pegging demonstration?
0: Yes. Like a yes.
2: college course? Was there an exam at the end? I
0: uh, <laughs> It was a rectal exam. <laughs> I got an A on that <laughs> shit. It was an A plus and the professor had me stay after class. No, actually, this was for real, a pegging demo. And it was the man. Okay. The woman was laying down and the man sat on top of her. Uh-huh. Um, and it was fascinating. It was so cool. I was very thankful for the opportunity to be able to see it. So, I also got to see a squirting dem- demo too. Ooh. Um, and that was also. Where? Is the university?
2: I don't know about
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> it's so can This you... was at Swing Set. This was at Desire. Okay, so they don't do this anymore, but there was this resort in Cancun called Desire. And once a year, these per- fucking perverts. Um, uh, um life on the swing set i say that with love in my heart and mm-hmm. um and in my loins we're all uh, perverts here yes we're all perverts they would fucking take it over and the reason they would take it over is because there was one year there they, they were there and i was talking about swinger crowds earlier and how they can be a bunch of cunts and um in the, a lot of those groups it's okay for females to be by and to get with one another, but if the males try to do it, they do not like it. So somebody got called a slur one year and was like, forget it. I'm going to take this thing over in a way that the bi men can be comfortable as well and express as well. So uh, they don't do it anymore. Like last year was the last year. I don't know if they're going to be taking over any other resorts, but it was cool because of that takeover aspect. Um, yeah, yeah. So, but it's life on the swing set. If you want to listen to the podcast, it's a really good one. There's some cool people, um, that, uh, that put that podcast on and they had a lot to do with organizing the event that I went to where I got to see all that cool shit. So, yeah, I saw somebody make herself come with a vibrator. I saw a squirting demonstration, a pegging demonstration. I went to a gangbang like uh, uh conference like panel? class. Yeah, pe- panel. <laughs> yes, yes where we talked about the different kinds of gangbangs. It was an education. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. That, that part amazing. of it. Yeah. It was pretty fascinating. That part of it, but we know the other parts that, yeah. Anyway, um, it that was a moment in time. I don't know that I could do that again, but I'm happy I got to see it. Um, but uh, so what other, what other kinky stuff you got there, Danny? I'm so sorry. I took over. I got all, got all peggy oh no peggy.
1: i i'm i'm just over here listening i'm like we can you tell me where some of these places are like where have you been going
2: uh, um, she <laughs> uh, <laughs> Your your yellow book of, of of sex things.
1: Yes,
0: yellow pages. Yeah, uh. I, I try to be. I try to be. I think I've lost my edge a little bit of late. Uh, I'm becoming a little bit more reclusive in my older age. That's why I have to hang out with y'all. Oh, my gosh. So I can get the real horror stories. I can get the modern horror stories. Because <laughs> like I said, I don't know that I'm going to be going back to Cancun anytime soon but yeah i could i could do a show just on that i mean i got a shibari tie on my leg and there was a a part around my waist where this guy let the guy tying left like a little handle and he was like every sub should have a handle ah! and like, like yeah. tug me with it And yeah, that was the only thing I was wearing at that dungeon that night. It was super fucking fun. And shit that I didn't really, that was like, oh, but I was like, nah, the violet wand, mm -mm, not really into that. Um, Was that the
2: electric one?
0: Yes. Yes. And it feels different. I think I've talked about like, there's a stream that looks like kind of like a dental tool. That's just kind of, it feels like what you would think of like a cat of nine or a single tail, kind of like, oh, that's too much, too much for me personally. I'm not, some people love that shit. Okay. I've seen, oh, I saw that demonstration too. I saw somebody get her ass fucking beat on (laughs) a St. Andrew's cross so hard that she like fucking, she, her, she was hanging there. She was hanging there. Uh, But she had been playing with this guy for a long time and they had a certain language. There wasn't anything happening that I mean, she we all know we our second episode is called the subs in charge. And I think I talked all about it. Please Mm -hmm. revisit that episode so you can find out. But yeah, there were any manner of uh, of wild uh, escapades on that trip. And I can certainly turn you on to some of the people in that group because you might uh, find that you enjoy them and vice versa. Um,
2: are you, are any of you or your partners on like the apps actively? looking
0: Um, for partners? Jay
1: is kind of active on the different apps. Um, not necessarily like looking, looking for new partners, but just to talk to people and have that kind of, you know, even if it's not a partner thing, but making new friends and talking to people that are in part of that community.
0: Okay. Nice. Do you think, would you ever, Danny, entertain, um, or have you ever talked about adding anyone else to your relationship, to your core group, or do you guys really talk about like, this is the core group, the three of us. Do you have those conversations?
1: Um, we've had conversations about like possibly having, like whenever I was still dating Q, um, we had had some conversations about possibly like having um, not part of like the core relationship necessarily, but more like as a play partner on a steady basis.
0: Right. us. A- A special guest star. Yes. Right on. So, is that kind of still something that you might have a special guest star every now and again, but, you know, we're not going to move anybody else in kind of thing?
1: Yeah. It might be something like if somebody was like, hey, I met this person and I'm really into them and I think it would be fun. Like if they came over and met everyone else in more than just a friend capacity, it would be a conversation that we would have and like figure out how everybody feels about it and things like that.
0: Nice. Like I said, just very, um, I was listening to a podcast today, interestingly enough, that was talking about open relationships. Um, and, uh, they were talking about some of the interesting aspects and chemistry and, and, Just once again, they actually said none of them were polyamorous or had any polyamory experience, but they looked at people who did as they actually said the word elevated Mm -hmm. because like just the communication, the openness, the really, if you're doing it right, like I said, being sure that people's, um, boundaries and needs are, um, being fulfilled and addressed and that they have a purchase in this relationship. They have, um, a stake in it there. It was, it was cool to hear just because I, I mean, I feel the same way in a lot of ways. You just, if you're going to do it, right. It just takes a special, uh, group. It's like an emotional
2: intelligence that is required to have a successful.
0: That's the word Sasha. Yes. That's the word because you're not out to try to, like I said, use anybody as a weapon or you're not getting you're not the type of person that gets a kick out of uh, harming someone. It's actually the opposite where uh, seeing your partners enjoy things is really a turn on unless it's
1: consensual harm.
0: Yes. Right. <laughs> yes. Oh, very true. Didn't you say didn't you say something? Didn't you say the word masochist? Did you say the word masochist about one of your partners? Yeah. She So very much though. So. Can you explain 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 what that is?
1: Um so for her she enjoys pain. Um almost I won't say any way she can get it because that's not true. But impact play wax play um i know she's tried things with other partners that she's really enjoyed um i think she talked about in the past knife play and things like that as well
0: wow that's so interesting and like we were saying with the group of people, I mean, you've got that much more likelihood of being exposed to something that maybe you haven't experienced before, which is just a really cool. Um, do you have any water sport experience? I'm going off script.
1: I do not. Um, in the past, like it's definitely been a hard no. Um, and then like, we kind of joke about it sometimes because I, um, I found out not not like super recently, but I guess like within the past year or so, I found out that one of my partners can make me squirt and it is a very similar sensation to urinating. Um, and so I was like, Oh fuck, I peed on you. I'm so, so sorry. He's like, no, no, that's not pee. And I was like, Oh shit, what just happened? (laughs) Um, so then it was like, so then it kind of brought into that thought, okay, well, if that feels like that, then what would water sports be like? So we haven't played with it, but I'm not as opposed to the idea. Mm
0: Mm-hmm wow that is cool and how it kind of came about in your brain too where uh you thought it was peeing and he was like nope that's not what that is very cool i've never and that was the first time you've experienced that
1: uh to that level yes like it's it's happened like a little bit but not to that extreme (laughs) Sasha and I have talked.
2: Yeah, yeah, we were just talking about this. I also have that capability. um, But I was saying that I can only do that by myself. I don't think I can do that with a partner. Only because, yeah, it, it feels like you're peeing. So, like, for me, if I'm with a partner and I feel that urge coming, like, my brain is just like, nope, shut it down. That's not supposed to happen. No. Yeah. And
1: you like tense up all those muscles. (laughs) So it doesn't happen.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Which if I just like let my inhibitions come down a little bit maybe and like be like even if it is pee who fucking cares maybe I would be able to cross that bridge. Yeah.
1: And I mean it was a conversation we had too because I was like what if I pee on you and he's like it's okay. He's like, we'll put a towel down. Like if you pee, you pee, but I don't think that's going to happen. And I'm like, okay, he was right. Yeah. You're like (laughs) the
2: greatest condition to be like the the five-year-old self that you're just like, you're not supposed to pee in the bed. That's right.
0: Yes, exactly. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm trying to really listen and take notes because I'm somebody who's never squirted. And I was talking about, oh, gosh, when Sasha and I were talking about this the other day, Danny, um, we were talking about that trip to Mexico and how there was a dude there who like that was his expertise was being able to ha- make women do that or make, excuse me, people, uh, um, uh, vagina havers, vulva havers do that kind of thing. And, uh, I would have loved to have had the opportunity to have had him try, but I wasn't able to at the time. So, uh, that was some, that was another story. I could have had another Uh. story, (laughs) but no, I'm not. And I'm not whining about never having squirted because this is the thing you don't, um, all of our bodies are so totally different. We do different things. It does different things. I mean, I have this spot where if I put a toy the right way in my ass, it's not hard to find the spot. It's like a fucking jackpot slot machine pushing out quarters, orgasm, orgasm. (laughs) So, like, you know, everybody's got their thingamajigga. And, you know, just go with it and do it. And comparison is the killer of joy. We just love to talk about it because it's, um, like I said, I'm just taking notes and thinking about the mental aspect of it too. And the letting go and the. I was just
2: having this conversation with my partner actually, because it's interesting, like when it comes to myself, as I said, I can make myself squirt. I can, you know, if I'm pleasing myself it's like five minutes like i have things to do i don't even know if i get through a whole video (laughs) on a porn hub or whatever
0: (laughs) (laughs) but like
2: when my partner could do literally the identical actions that i do to please myself but mentally it's not the same so it's like a totally different experience like in particular like i cannot just come in like five seconds with a partner like it's like a building up and like then I feel like I'm having this like really long orgasm or something like that and that's I can't do that to myself there's no way I could do that to myself but for some reason my partner can it's interesting and like I can make myself squirt but my partner can't it's all mental all mental
0: so mental (laughs) so much of it is mental um That's really, uh, I, and you can get in your head and you can really kind of mess up the action for yourself or vice versa. If you get into that zone, like you have somebody it's different for everybody, but if I have somebody, you know, call me a fucking slut, a whore or what, you know, there's just certain things that can, you know, kick you over the line too, that you can't do by yourself. That's just maybe like that's auditory or I love the sounds. So yeah. Boy, boy, oh boy. (laughs) This is Scorcher. (laughs) having to fan myself off. I'm feeling a little steamy over here. Okay. Oh my God. We have been on here for an hour. Sasha, what else do you, you got anything else? We got anything else for Danny? Did I, did did Uh, we miss anything? I don't
2: think so. Uh, just, you know, make sure you check out Danny Kills OnlyFans because that's where the good content
0: is. (laughs) (laughs) Go give it a subscribe, baby. Go follow. Um, Danny, what else you got? You got anything else for us? You got any horror stories coming up?
1: Oh, not... Not that I can think of off the top of my
0: head.
2: Um, well, I hope you come back. And when you come back, I want to hear about how you peg somebody. Mm-hmm. And I want to hear about if you partook in water sports and if that changed anything with your squirting endeavors. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. your...
1: That'd be a good follow up. That's your homework. I, I, I like <laughs> yes. this homework. I accept. <laughs> <laughs>
2: and we'll have a whole you can you can um have an orientation for us <laughs> on how how to do these things
0: we'll grade on a curve
2: we'll grade yes. on a curve
0: yes well great on a curve <laughs> oh my god yeah we would love to have you back you have been a fantastic guest David. oh thank you talking to you thank you for being so open and candid about your relationship um i i've just i've learned so much and had so much fun chatting with you like i knew we would so um thanks everybody if you've got a uh a story for us a horror story write us at horror stories at gmail.com in that right sasha did i get that right yes um and uh, let us, us, us on know on our instagram yeah that's right we've got an instagram account now so be sure to go follow us horror stories on instagram it's an open account so you can check it out um, or if you just have
2: a question that you want to ask us or have us discuss please send those our way we're open books over here
0: we are open books we want to hear about your pegging stories we want to hear about your squirting your ass play stories give it to us um i know you're out there joe freestyle if you're listening give us another horror story you know you got a list my friend we've had some awesome guests you're so fabulous danny thank thank you you again and y'all yes we loved it we will be back again with a catch-up episode pretty soon with just Sasha and I but until that time we want to say goodbye and thank you so much for listening to horror stories once again I'm Kelly and I'm here with my co-host Sasha Powers
2: hi bye hi
0: (laughs) and our guest Danik Hills yes thank you for having me
2: thanks for coming on it's Mm -hmm. been such a good episode
0: This is so juicy and so good. I can't wait to listen to it back. I'm sorry I said cool a million times in the beginning. I tried to say it less as we went on. Anyway, thanks, y'all, for listening. We're Horror Story signing off. Bye. Bye.
2: Thanks for listening to Horror Stories, Tales of the Hustle. Inspire us. If you'd like to share a horror story, hit us up on our email at horrorstories at gmail.com. That's W-H-O-R-E-O-R-S-T-O-R-I-E-S at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.